What's up, everybody? This is Steve. And this is Andy. And this is Steve and Andy live from Phoenix, Arizona and Super Bowl 49. Football! Yeah! Yeah, that, that was actually someone out in the audience, wasn't it? Yeah, that wasn't it? me. So we're... <laughs> That that was um, Jim Brown, right? That was John Gruden. <laughs> so uh, Bill Belichick is is a big fan of football, from what I mean. yeah. So that was him. That was Bill Belichick off the, on the sidelines. Bat mites. It's true. Your ears are not deceiving you. Stephen and Andy are back, live from Phoenix, Arizona, down on the field, the gridiron. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's what they call it, the gridiron. The the audio halftime show. Um, of course, mm-hmm. Katy yeah, Perry's, Katie Perry's setting up. Yeah, Katy Perry's setting, setting up. up right and now. again, yeah. we were asked to come out to this historic Super Bowl, and what a Super Bowl it has been! Oh so God, far. this first half—it hasn't been deflating. No, no, nothing that we were asked not to comment on uh, Balgazi Deflate right. Gate, but there's no need to comment given what's already happened. Right. It, 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 it's pointless. Um, and in, in any way, the NFL can't censor us, even if we wanted to talk no, about it. No, that's in our contract. We can say whatever yeah. we want. And yeah. uh, Tom Brady. Oh, what can he say? That first quarter Tom Brady. Oh, he's like a surgeon out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a science. And he's he's uh, a right. scientist, I guess. Well, that would, I guess well, he, that would make him a, a scientist. He, he's in, it's like it's it's like. The, the gridiron is is a laboratory, <laughs> is a laboratory, is what he he calls it. A that laboratory. is that's what he says. Yeah. So we're back. We're talking about the Super Bowl. We're talking. Well, Russell about... Wilson. Russell Wilson said the gridiron was like a half pipe, <laughs> and he's just skating. You know. He he brought he brought a skateboard. He did. It was weird. Field. That it was, was weird. That was a weird moment. Probably a Super Bowl yeah. first. Yeah. Probably. But I mean, was it as weird as Bill Belichick coming out in rollerblades? No. I mean, he yes. just, he rolled well, out. I mean, what, the the Patriots came running out of the tunnel and he came skating out. It was weird. It it was a little strange, but that, that's Bill Belichick. And he told it us is, yeah. before, he, he, so, spoiler, Bill Belichick gave us the issue. He flew personally first to Minneapolis, home of Andrew mm-hmm. Swope, then to Austin, Texas, where yeah. I live, handed us a copy November 1970, Adventure Comics presents Supergirl, number 399. Exactly. He said, this is what the Super Bowl will be like. He said, make it happen. Uh, and this exactly. is actually based on a true story from Super Bowl, number 29. <laughs> it really? This happened. <laughs> this happened. But before was, we get was, to that... I was unaware of that. <laughs> before we get to that, uh, we got to catch up, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah. Exactly. 2015 just happened. I know the right. Batmites are dying to know what we thought of it. Uh, I watched it. I, I thought it was uh, pre- not not good. <laughs> that, that that's it's it's the opposite of the Super Bowl. So we're back I, with some good news, I guess, and some bad news, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All of that. Do, do you want to reveal either of those right now, or should we? we I think we should wait. We, let's tease good yeah. news and bad. That'll stick around. <laughs> Don't stop listening right Don't, now. Uh, some some people have already ripped the earbuds, the, the dr- mm-hmm. Beats by Dre yeah. off their head. <laughs> but I, I are, have I'm, I'm, the the headphones I'm currently wearing are are, are uh, Beats by Beard. 
Jim Beard's headphones. Yes, Jim Beard's. Le- the less successful Beats line. Less beats. successful? <laughs> I would argue they're more successful. That's true. In some sense, in some circles, they are more successful. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to get to the hot action in Supergirl number 399? Get, get, get funky is basically what you're saying. Yes, I am. The bluest skies you've ever seen are in sea. And the hills, the greenest green in sea. Like a beautiful child. All right. Give us some info about this issue. All right, this is Adventure Comics 399. It was released November 1970. It script and pencils by Mike Skowalski. I think I said that correctly. Sounds and about right. Inks by Frank Giacoa. Letters by John Costanza. And, uh, Letters obviously, by Frank Costanza, yes. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, that's why they look so good. And uh, this issue's title, Johnny D. Bum. And what a bum he was. Although, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit harsh, I think. I think it is, too. I think he look, Supergirl looks super harsh on that front cover. Yeah, the front cover we see, of course, Johnny D. He's a football player, uh, just looking dejected on exactly. the sidelines, head, head down, eyes closed. Supergirl pointing at him, saying, what are cop-outs selling for these days, Johnny? And Damn, underneath yeah. we see Johnny D hero that's crossed out it says bum um th- that's extremely harsh given the, I, uh, yeah. the info what we find we'll later learn <laughs> and she's still harsh to johnny d throughout she um, is looking at the front cover though I, we know that supergirl goes to stanhope college yep but looking at the uniforms and everything it makes it look like she's going to syracuse i think that's what it's based on but who do, we, we see in the background the other players just glaring at oh, Johnny D, just, just angry. How do you like to be like someone at that game, and you just see Supergirl yelling at your quarterback? <laughs> what do you what, what do you think? It's happened. Do you think like Brett Musburger's talking about that right now? Brett Musburger. One of the things he's famous for is calling out the attractive ladies in the stands of these games. Yep. What do you think he's saying right now? The Kirk Herb Street when Supergirl's yelling at Johnny D. He's saying, "What are cops cop outs selling for these days, <laughs> Kurt? Kurt." What are cops out selling for these? And speaking of which, college football, what did, what, did, what did you think of the Ohio State Buckeyes? Awesome. Exactly. That was a great was... a great game. Of course, Ohio State Buckeyes beat the Oregon Ducks. Yeah. Yes, Johnny D, what a cop out. You know, I got an email um, when, of course, we agreed to do this halftime show sponsored by Taco Bell. I got an email exactly. from Jim Beard saying, what are cop out selling for these days, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that's that's his philosophy of life, though. He has never sold out or copped out for anything. That's true. Jim Beard is, is no sellout. If, if, no. if Jim Beard is anything, he's no sellout. Exactly. So on the front page, so on the cover, it's Johnny D, Hero, and that's crossed out, and it says Bum. But it, on the first page, the title of this issue, I believe, is Johnny D, Hero, Bum. It's a so it makes out. you think that he's like a hero, but he's a homeless guy. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was wondering why Bill Belichick gave us this issue, but it, it will become clear <laughs> soon. Uh, we open. It's a very confusing scene. It seems like we're starting in the middle of something. That's, I know. It is, it's a little uh, memento, I think. It's yeah. Kind of, Ooh, yeah, exactly. We open. Johnny D has tattoos all over his body, so he doesn't forget anything. <laughs> we open with Supergirl standing over who we believe to be Johnny D, and Johnny mm. D saying, 
look, you just don't understand. I don't want to talk about it. I've, I've got my reasons for what I'm doing. Uh, not, he says, go away, leave me alone. Quit, quit bugging at me. And she was bugging at him. She was totally, but look at her eyes, totally bugging at him. Well, I mean, those are bug eyes. And then, and she, she storms off just, just angrily. It's, I, you know, look, you let your school, you let your classmates down. If you want to be alone, fine. I'm just going to fly off. Later, back at her house, Supergirl's thinking, just, you know, why could Johnny do such a thing? Here's one of the things that I was thinking though when I was reading this. Yep. Her secret identity, Linda, Linda Danvers. Linda Danvers is, is a brunette. Yep. She's, she's in, her, uh, in her dorm. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming by herself watching, watching some TV. Just sprawled out on what, what looks like a couch. <clears throat> Not wearing shoes. Why is she wearing the wig? She doesn't need to. It's com- comfort. I just thought that was weird. Like, I, I guess you're not like sitting around in her Supergirl costume because that'd be kind of dumb. Yeah. I mean, why? Why the wig? No one's around. I think Frank Costanza ran out of uh, yellow ink for this for this issue. That might be the real reason. Uh, so anyway, Supergirl's just what, thinking, why could Johnny do such a thing? She's watching TV. Uh, Stanhope College, twelve, Leesville, thirty-six. A beatdown. Yeah, but Leesville's a, like an offensive juggernaut. Yeah, they are, and everybody mm-hmm. knows that. Yeah. So uh, really, they, that... they run like something like a, 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 whole, a whole play every like thirty seconds. <laughs> I like how Supergirl is angry. Personally, dressed as Supergirl, flies to talk to the quarterback of her university. Because <laughs> she why... can't stand watching. She can't stand watching a beatdown. She wants, you know, look. If I'm going to stands Stan Hope College. You better put a winning product on that field. That's that's her exact feelings. And she's thinking, look, he fooled the others, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with him. He's not sick or anything. It, it, he's, he says he can't play because he's sick, but there's nothing wrong. And she's like, look, I'm going to figure out something. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the bottom of this. Do some investigative work. And she flashes back to when Johnny first showed up. <laughs> on Stanhope College, he, he looks like a forty-year-old man. First of all, well, I, he looks like he is literally like a homeless man who just drifted onto campus. Yes, he's walking around campus with a giant suitcase and a, in a weird, ill-fitting uh, suit. Ill-fitting suit, and he, they said he was lost. Yeah, until a stray football flew towards him from the practice field, and everybody knows. And this is kind of for the the uh, non-American non-North American uh, Batmites out there. Look, if you're, if you're on a U.S. college campus, stray footballs just flying everywhere. Oh, from the practice field? Constantly. I've, uh, const- I've got knocked out several yeah. times. Well, a lot of, lot, of, lot of people don't realize this, but, um, you know, um, Joe Montana, he was quarterback at Pittsburgh. Yep. And that's what happened, too. He wasn't... He didn't receive a scholarship or anything to the University of Pittsburgh. He was just happened to be walking on campus one day, happened to walk past the practice field, ball caught. flew out there boom caught it right there and the coach came running out rest is history and that's exactly, exactly what happened to johnny d the coach comes out he goes hey hey ever play football and he's like yeah some in, in high school i guess and then immediately becomes a sensation uh, big the three big, big three johnny d is numbers three that that confused me for a little bit i didn't know what <laughs> and, the- and he he's like he he's like a multiple threat though i mean you see him he's passing the ball He's running. He's knocking people down. I mean, I think he's playing every every position. Maybe because he does 
later in the story kick a football, which is very unusual for a quarterback. <laughs> we know there's the dual threat. Like in yeah. old time football, there was the dual threat who played offense and defense. Well, he's the triple threat. He's the triple he's threat. He's also on special teams. Big Hence the big three. Big three. Johnny D and Stan Hope's just undefeated. Their yeah. championship is in sight. Uh, and 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 football is Johnny D's world until he meets Roxy Thompson and and what a fox! Yeah, when she wears glasses on her on her hair, on her afro, in her afro. Yeah, I mean it looks like her hair has eyes essentially. <laughs> and then right as he met her, Johnny D's life became Roxy and football. And we flash back to to Supergirl. She's just thinking, yeah, Johnny D, big big three. How about Big Bum? She oh, is pissed. Yeah. She's like, what am I going to do about this? So she uses her x-ray vision to spy on Roxy, which is it seems like a violation of some kind of privacy, but whatever. Roxy. I don't know how far away does Roxy live. I think she's right next door, apparently. Uh, Roxy is sprawled on the floor, just weeping. Yeah. And Supergirl thinks, well, I better get over there right away. And I, I think... I didn't like this. She's using the Flash's method, vibrating through the wall. Get creative. Well, it also means that what's Roxy supposed to think? That Supergirl's been watching? I mean, she has been. But, I mean, she doesn't knock on the door and say, oh, you know, I... I hey, I was just passing by. Yeah, no, she vibrates through her broom. And says nothing until Roxy goes, well, what are you doing here? It's like she was spying on her. Like, yeah, she's she a lawyer. So later, uh, seating herself... <laughs> She just helps herself. Oh, I guess I'll just walk. While I'm here, I'll sit. And Can we she... talk about Supergirl's uniform real fast? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so her cape isn't just like the cape tucked into her collar like Superman. So it has like a turtleneck attached to it. It's almost like a cape dicky. Yeah, it's just, again, comfort. Supergirl is all about comfort. <laughs> but she's wearing like like dishwashing gloves. <laughs> They're that, red. That was more of a budget, a budget issue. <laughs> and she's got these like thigh-high leather, like, stripper boots. Hey, those are comfortable. And and, and, and essentially, like, an extra-large man's Superman t-shirt. <laughs> no pants. That's that's exactly what I wore, wore out yes, today. today. <laughs> Along with the dishwashing gloves. So Supergirl just intrudes on Roxy's privately, privacy. Supergirl just intrudes on Roxy's privacy and immediately just begins questioning her. Oh, you I mean, you got to tell me. This whole issue is Supergirl just intruding into private yes. private matters. Yes, no exactly. one wants to tell her anything. She forces them. She demands Roxy tell tell her what uh, what's wrong. We got to help him. And Roxy's like, look, I can't. It's it's Johnny. It's because of him. I can't tell you. He he said, don't tell anyone. And Supergirl's all right. Well, you're coming with me. She just grabs her. It looks like she's going to throw her out the window. That's what I thought. <laughs> I thought she was going to kill Roxy for a second. But no, she just leaps out the window, flies to. Johnny D's uh, dorm room, and and he's studying by what appears to be lantern <laughs> light. <laughs> well, I mean, these football players, I mean, the stipend that they get, it's like next to nothing. I mean, this is essentially yep. a letter to the NCAA it saying is. these football players need more. Pay need more Johnny play. D yeah. the big threat, the big three. <laughs> if he was if he was making money, do you think these mobsters would be nope. castling him? Well, exactly. we don't, yeah, that's true. Uh, so Supergirl flies in. Roxy's like, I'm sorry she made me come over here. <laughs> she kidnapped me. I, I, she literally kidnapped me, flew me around. And then Johnny's like, all right, fine. You got me. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened. 
It all started about a week ago out at Loon Lake, and we flashback Johnny's in his hot ride out He's at the like lake. He's like driving a boat of a car. Like, it it's is like literally. It might be giant song. <laughs> They're parked at the lake. It's dark nighttime. And I like how I like this quote from uh, Johnny D. Roxy and I were sitting there talking, right? Dot, dot, dot. Yep. Yeah. You got to drive out to the lake to talk. Anyway. Oh, Johnny, Johnny D style talking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what he calls it. All of a sudden, a car pulls up. These masked men get out, grab Johnny D. They got a gun. They force him out of the car. He starts punching these guys, but they fight back. They grab Johnny D, clobber him in the face, and they go, look. You want to resist? We'll teach you a lesson. And it gets it gets kind of dark here at this. <laughs> I would say at this point, uh, Johnny D says, "I almost went out of my mind." One of them began to beat on Roxy. He beat and <laughs> and beat, and I couldn't do a thing to stop stop them. When we see this mask, what are you beating her with? with He's beating like, her with a cat and a cat and nine tails. Cat and nine tails. This whip he brought along. Finally. It stopped and Roxy couldn't feel it's anymore. Kind of, it looks like a sad, sadomasochist thing because he's does. wearing like a, that black hood. It's like this weird black This is like Fifty mask. Shades of Grey. It is. The, <laughs> Fifty Shades of the football field. Fifty Shades of Johnny D. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Johnny D says, finally, it stopped because Roxy couldn't feel anymore. She, she was unconscious. Uh, and, and finally, they start beating on, on Johnny D and say, look, okay, tomorrow's game against Rollins, you're going to lose it for Stan Hope, or we'll be back, and next time, your girlfriend won't get off easy. Johnny's like, all right, all right, all right. Finally, Johnny came to his senses. Roxy begins to wake up, too. She says, I heard everything. Johnny, you can't can't let them do this. And he goes, I have to. Got to do it. I got to lose the game. He goes, if they don't, they'll, they'll, beat, they'll beat on you like that again, or maybe something worse. John, of course, Johnny's mind goes to the darkest place. <laughs> So later, but, I mean, he's a hero bomb. I mean, why wouldn't he? Think that's that? true. At the ne- at the next game, Johnny's just fumbling. He's he's not looking good. And oh, we're we're getting like butt fumbles and yeah, everything like that. I mean, this the, ball, is, the ball's the, overinflated. ESPN's not top ten. It's just Johnny D plays. <laughs> and Johnny D says he, after the game they lost, and he goes, "Hey, look, I'm he sorry." Every come on man the next day on on the NFL right. show was nothing but Johnny, Johnny D. D. For a week of Johnny D. The coach is like, look, it's all right. It happens. But later that night, Johnny got a call. It's those goons again. They go, look, uh, you did a great job. Maybe you should try acting. So That's good, you know, good, career, good, good career advice. Yeah. Okay, you'll hear from us later. We want to give you some more orders. So Johnny D, he's stuck with these guys. He can't do anything. Flashback to the present time. Supergirl, uh, no sympathy for Johnny D. No, She's giving him this, this look. No, she's a real Anne Randian, you know, no sympathies for anyone. <laughs> she's saying, look, why don't you go to the police? They'll protect you. She's like, Johnny, pull yourself by your, by your bootstraps. <laughs> Johnny says, look, I can't go to the police. They, you know, I, I don't even she know what these guys... He gives them a copy of the Fountainhead to read. <laughs> he goes, I don't even know what these guys look like. I, I can't do anything. I gotta, I gotta throw the game. Supergirl's just like, you know, what, you know, what can we do? I guess he's right. We don't know anything about these, these guys. close-ups of Supergirl's face. Do you think she's stoned right now? Oh, yeah. That's that's why she had the wig on. <laughs> I don't know. That might be a drug <laughs> reference. <laughs> and she's thinking, look, there's got to be a way to stop him. I'll, I'll help. You can't, you can't throw your career away like this. But Johnny goes, no. 
I can't risk oh, I Roxy's life. Big it, and bold, no. If it was only me, I would do it, but I, I can't risk. It's like, now get out of here. And uh, Supergirl, <laughs> they both leave. And I, I love this. Supergirl's like, all right, I guess, why don't you go on home, Roxy? So she flew her over here against her will. So Made her walk, her walk home. home at night. It's probably raining. Those goons are probably waiting around. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so Roxy walks home on her own and Supergirl stays outside to listen in. And later... That picture on Johnny D's wall, who do you think that's, who do you think that's up? It's two guys. I think it's Johnny D and Elvis. It, 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 it's Johnny D shaking Elvis's hand, shaking uh, Richard Nixon's <laughs> hand. <laughs> so Supergirl's spying on Johnny D. He gets another phone call. And they say, you know who this is, D. Now listen up. How long do you think Supergirl is outside waiting for that phone call? Three hours. <laughs> Just standing there. Stone cold. And Just people, watching everything and, he was doing. And people walk by like, can I help you? He's like, no, I'm all right. <laughs> so, Are you going to knock? Is, is, is he home? She's like, no, yeah, that's good. Just go. Keep walking. So the, 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 the goons tell Johnny D, look, you're not going to play tomorrow. You're going to be sick. And if you, if you play, we have three, three of my boys located somewhere around the stadium. Three goons armed with rifles, double cross us, and your girlfriend dies. So one thing Johnny could have done is say, hey. Roxy, maybe you shouldn't come to the game tomorrow because I have a credible threat on your life. He doesn't say that. He goes, no! He's just <laughs> well, I crying mean, Roxy, Roxy is a cheerleader. She can't sit out. That's true. <laughs> he goes, I'd do anything not to lose lose Roxy. And so, but Supergirl thinks she's finally coming around to show sympathy. At the next, the next day, uh, the game, Johnny follows his order. He goes, I can't play. I'm sick. I'm, I'm weak as a kitten. And the coach says, look, take it easy. This is like the weakest coach ever. I know. You know, Belichick eh, didn't have you know, any whatever. of that. This is pre-concussion days where they had Colt McCoy playing with a concussion. Really? <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they were playing playing these guys to death. So they send in, send in the back of quarterback, Stafford. Oh, and you know that. When you're sending in Stafford, Stafford you might as well just like... It's, eh. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's just, the, the other team runs up the score. And Supergirl, not re- concerned again about Johnny's life, only concerned that they're if had Stafford rise to the challenge and oh, actually won this care. game, she wouldn't have done yeah. anything. She goes, oh, she probably would have killed Roxy herself. <laughs> so Supergirl says, "I got to do something. I got to find these three goons in a hurry." She flies up, sees a guy positioned on the roof with a with a rifle. She flies up there, knocks him out, throws him down in front of Johnny D. It says, "One down, a- two to again? go." Again, how do you like to be in the audience? Like what? Again, what do you think the announcers are talking about? That Supergirl just threw this guy on the ground you in know, front of Johnny D. They're talking about Deflate Gate, guaranteed. What would this be called? What would this be called? Um, that's a good question. Maybe that's one for the Batmites to answer. Yeah, okay. So Super- at this point, it just looks like Supergirl's gone completely berserk. It does. She's just grabbing. Like if you're in the audience, as far as you know, Supergirl just grabs a man threw him on the ground, and now she's flying around, she grabs this old lady. And she tells one down, two to go to Johnny D for some reason. <laughs> it looks like she's threatening him. Exactly. exactly. Supergirl flies around, sees this old lady with an umbrella. That old lady begins firing at her from the umbrella. Supergirl smacks that old woman right in her face, pins her on the ground. It turns out the old lady was a man, and that's what shocks the crowd more, not that this old lady had a had an umbrella that was firing. Yeah, was one, 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 one person goes, oh, I just thought she was using the umbrella to shade herself from the sun. And then she rips off the wig. They go, what's going on? 
Why is this a man dressed as an old lady? So she gets the, a second. Do you know how many Stanhope football games someone opens fire on the field? That's like a common occurrence. Yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe it's a little rough, a rough school. Yeah. So Supergirl flies uh, to find, she's got to find the last one. And again, she's taking the goon's word that there were only three. There could have been more. So. Yeah. Well, these are honest goons. Yeah, she. She's not dealing with any lion goons here. No. So she finds the other one. He's in the press box. She goes up there, busts through the through the floor, destroying it, costing thousands. Scaring of all of the press guys. All the press guys are freaking Brent out. Brett Musburger hit a heart attack. He's dead. <laughs> Kurt's flying solo. The sniper starts firing at her. She dodges bullets, punches him in the face, ties him up with his own rifle, and and says, "Look, you can do it now." And the coach, no question, is like, "Okay." Johnny says, I'm, I'm feeling better. He goes, all right, go and get out and there. And you have three criminals just piled up on the sidelines. <laughs> They're the gonna... game never stop. The coach never asks, Johnny, what's going on? Why is Supergirl dropping these guys off in and, front uh, of And all Johnny says is, I, I'm, I guess I'm feeling better. Like, send me back in. Yeah, no um, questions asked. Okay. All right, get back in there. They're going to get fined for this for sure. But we oh, see yeah. the goons. They're, they're all not... their wins this season are going to be vacated. They're not happy. They see... They see, uh, uh, they're like, we, we got to take care of the situation. Uh, later, we see Roxy on the sideline cheering on. Somebody goes, hey, you got a telephone call. <laughs> Suspicious. It's a safe well, yeah. uh, Roxy's like, all right, I'll just yeah, let me go in there. And meanwhile, Johnny's on the field, tearing it up, single-handedly scoring touchdowns, left and right, run him in, running him in himself. Uh, how, many, how many touchdowns do you think he threw? He threw a touchdown to himself. Oh my god! That's how good Johnny D is. He's big three Johnny D. <laughs> I meant to say, you want to throwing? How many field goals do you think he threw? That's what I meant to say. He threw a field goal to himself. Yeah. Uh, uh, back at the telephone booth, we see Roxy grabbed from behind. It's the goons, of course. They take her out. The Supergirl's flying around, and her costume's a little bit battered from the bullets. Uh, she's gonna I'm have to buy. It's just like her, like torn up. Costume. Yeah, that could be. She just it. has a torn up costume she wears she, on occasion. She, she flies and goes, "Hey, have you seen Roxy?" They go, "Oh yeah, she had a phone call a few minutes ago." Supergirl immediately gets suspicious, notices the phone hanging off the receiver, flies out to see where Roxy has gone. She finds Roxy in the car. But with... Roxy's sleeping. I yeah, mean, Roxy's taking a nap. She's tired. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. This is. But Supergirl's like, I gotta stop this because they Johnny D can't come off the field, not at a time like this. Uh, she waits till the goons come to a bridge. She crumples up the bridge, destroying it. Millions of dollars in taxpayer money. This was a brand new bridge. Although it appears to be a single lane bridge. <laughs> uh, the, so the, the, the goons can't go anywhere. She closes them off at both ends, rips open the top of the car as though it were paper, starts smashing the goons' heads, grabs Roxy, melts the car so the goons can't get away, flies Roxy back to the stadium just in time. It's tied up just a second left to play, and Johnny D, the quarterback, is trying a field goal. Whoever wrote this probably had not actually watched a game of football. Well, before he kicks it, though, his other players go, hey, Johnny, Roxy's got the best seat in the house because Supergirl's flying above the field. There's just way too many distractions on this field. (laughs) It's not fair to the other school. I think it's the coach. Yeah, exactly. So if you, if you, Ohio State, right? Yeah. If they started having somebody fly around the stadium while you're trying to kick field goals, you know, you know, somebody would put a stop to that. 
But I guess Supergirl kind of plays by her own rules here. Stanhope College definitely plays by their own rules. So seconds left. Big Johnny D kicks the field goal. I actually thought it was blocked at first. I did too. It we looked see like a big it. womp, but no, it's good. Pandemonium breaks out. You tearing see, down the they, they, they are tearing the down the goalposts in the background. Supergirl is thinking, oh no, I got to get back. Game is won. She's happy, but there's a huge traffic jam at that bridge. She gets back there. And it's a single lane, like you said, but you notice they're coming from both directions. I know. Th this bridge was unsafe anyway. Uh, the police officer in his police helmet just goes, look, this Supergirl, he's, he's pissed off. He goes, we've been looking for these goons a long time, but uh, the law's the law. This guy is a real by-the-book cop. He's writing yeah. her up, damaging state property, obstructing traffic. She's going to get arrested tonight. He's, she goes, she's lucky she wasn't shot. <laughs> That's true. That's true. She said superhero lives matter. <laughs> She goes, oh, well, at least Stan Hope won. She doesn't care about the destruction she left in her path. And that's she it. Just cares about, she just cares about the Ws. I think they're going to be selected for the college football playoff. <laughs> this was the very first college football playoff, but they were eliminated yeah. due to uh, uh, a lot of egregious <laughs> violations. Supergirl was also paying Johnny D under the table. Yeah, nobody knew that. <laughs> so Johnny D's football career was actually ruined. Mm -hmm. he, he did got, have he, a somewhat successful movie career, though. He did have a successful career as an actual bum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the issue. Of course, everything works out in the end, except Supergirl is a hefty fine. And now... We get to the, in this issue, the super fee mail letters from the viewers. And there's a few, I would say, pretty saucy ones in here. There are. I I, mean, did you notice, though, that um, uh, for some reason, you know, like in comic books, when they had the letters table. Right. They would always be something relatively cool. Right. Like the names. Hers is just simply fee mail. Well, now, I don't know if this is like supposed to be because she's a woman or because, you know, it's iron. Oh, that too. I, did, I didn't think of that. The Maiden of Steel, female. I guess it, it works on both levels, and now I guess it works on the email level. Ooh. If they weren't thinking that at the time, though. So, uh, the first letter I want to... I only want to read two of these. If you want to read some more, we can. No, no, no. I, I think there's, there's two pretty good ones here. Uh, the first one comes from Gregory Kent in California. I'll just read a section of it here. The heroine in the haunted house was quite an entertaining story. It even approached being a first-rate chiller at times. Uh, backhanded compliment. <laughs> uh, most he, time it was like a second or third. Yeah, rate he's like there were moments. He's moments. like, hey, hey, look, most of your story is totally second or third rate. This one approaches first rate. He yeah, goes on not to quite there, but you know. he goes on to complain about how uh, it was too easy to guess the ending, and then he says. Uh, Kurt Schaffenberger, uh, he is congratulating him on his artwork. Uh, the drawings of the haunted house were extremely well done. I'm wondering, did Kurt pattern his drawings on the exterior after the famous haunted mansion in Disneyland? They seem quite similar. Uh, the editor's comment: What you think we'd use a haunted house full of ghostly ducks and mice? Oh man, he was cutting into Disney. Jeez, yeah, he was not not happy. And years later. Of course, Disney buys Marvel. They did not buy DC. Seems well, they did it because of this. Yeah, it's, it's revenge. It is. Michael Eisner was reading this particular issue enraged. of Adventure Comics, and he was so mad when he saw. He's like, "That's it. I'm buying Marvel." He was enraged. Uh, another letter comes from.
from Edward Leo from Seattle, Washington. Edward is actually in the stands tonight with armed with his rifle. Well, a lot of people don't realize that Edward Leo's real name, Pete Carroll. Yep. <laughs> he's in, he's not only in the stands, he's in the locker room right now. Shower. With a rifle. Yeah, for some reason. Uh, he says... He said he was going to shoot Richard Sherman's girlfriend. <laughs> Edward Leo says, again, a very salty letter here. And in issue number 395, you show plant life on Pluto. That planet is cold and icy. And no plants can live there. Let's see you get out of this mess without a wisecrack. And you know, Ed Leo was writing that out just with a big smirk on his face. So proud of himself. Let's see you get out of this one. He really wanted to trap that wisecracking editor. And the editor just says, simple, those weren't Earth-type plants, but mineral formations which resembled them, a sort of metallic forest. Boom. Well, you know who the editor of Adventure Comics was at this time? Bill Belichick. <laughs> yes. A lot of people don't realize that, that he was an editor at DC back in the late, uh, late 60s, yes. early 70s. Yes, and a very wisecracking one at that. Of course, and oh, also yeah, interesting, yeah. Pluto is not a planet anymore, so. Well, it's, yeah. It's, Little glimpse. I thought they were talking about the dog from Disney. <laughs> No, no you don't. Big... You don't bring Disney up in the editor's room without some repercussions. Belichick exactly. carries a rifle around. <laughs> exactly, he does. He does. Roxy's happy. Johnny D's happy. Whatever their college name is. <laughs> Stanhope. Stanhope is happy, and we're happy because we're here live. Katy Perry is almost set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were asked to to join the musical show, but I yeah, I don't I, think I. I can't do it. Look, I, you know what I said to, to Katy Perry? Hold on, i got to pull the issue back up. Okay. <laughs> I saw Katy Perry. I bumped into her backstage, and I said, hey, what are cop-outs selling for these days, Katy? Ooh. Ooh. That's... And, and she just sat down in her football uniform looking dejected. It, it cut to the bone. <laughs> it did. So I, mean, I don't know if she's even going to come back out. I don't know if she's going to perform. No, we might have to perform for her. Luckily, I know the entire Katy Perry catalog by heart, so shouldn't be a problem. All right, Batmites, that concludes another episode of Steve and Annie Meet Batman. And uh, I guess now yeah. it's time to get to the good news and the bad news. Maybe we'll start. Uh, we, we should start with bad news, right? Yeah, so this is indeed another episode of Steve and Annie Meet Batman, but it may be the final episode of Steve and Andy Meet uh, Batman. And it, and it was on a Supergirl comic. <laughs> it's a fitting, a fitting ending. We wait two years and release a Super Bowl episode about the Supergirl comic. <laughs> that's it. See you later. Thanks for listening. Most, there's probably two people, actually, who haven't ripped their Beats by Beard headphones out. Oh, I know. Off yet. Uh, but so one that, guy that's keeping him in is Jim Beard because he wants to. He's like, "Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute." You said good news too, though. Yes, the good news: we are starting a brand, a brand new yeah. podcast uh, called. I'm I'm very excited about this actually. Called Steve and Andy Meet the USA. Oh my god! And we're going to be all 50 states. We're going to be covering them, reviewing them, talking about them, and 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 not just the 50 U.S. states. We're talking some territories. We're talking Washington, D.C. We're talking Puerto Rico. Guam. Yeah, we, we, we might even step step foot in Canada. It's the 51st state. Let's be real well, with okay. ourselves. Canadians hate 
There's yeah. nothing Canadians hate more is, than being mis- mistaken for an American. Right. And Although so technically, I guess they are American because they're from North America. So, right. And right. that's that's what this show is going to be all about. Yeah. Mistaking Canadians for yeah. Americans. I mean, we're going to say that Brian Adams is from <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> we're going to do it all. Yep. It's it, the round, the road trip with Steve and Andy, Steve and Andy Meet the USA, starting very soon. We're, we'll give you a little preview. The first state, we're starting at the top, not Alaska. No. No. The other, you know. The, the other, other top, <clears throat> we're starting in Maine. Yeah, Maine. Well, you and I, we've never been to Maine. <clears throat> no, but we're going to travel there. In our minds. In our minds. With and our, our viewers. I guess they're not viewers. Listeners. listeners but they can the be mites, viewers. The, the mi- mites. The, the citizens. The citizens. Jim Beard. That's what they will be now. The citizens. The citizens. So oh. strap in for Steve and Andy Meet the USA. We'll post the first episode on this feed. Um, we might switch uh, iTunes feeds. I don't know how we'll work all that out yet. But don't worry. You will get, yeah. you'll get this uh, audio into your brain in due time. Can we get, can we give them little hints? I mean, like, like little plans. Yeah. So, so starting at Maine, we're not going to drive down New England. No. We're going to hop around, exactly. hopping around. But, but, but for Maine, and this, and this will be yeah. for everywhere. We're going to talk about the the state, <clears throat> like you said. Probably talk about Stephen King a little. You and I are even going to try to get a hold of some sort of food item from Maine. Yeah, we're going to try wow. to. And so every episode, we want to review f- some kind of food. So we're going to eat something from Maine, and we're going to talk about it. So I, I know and, people are excited and, about that. And we're hoping that we can get a guest from every state. Yeah, so if you know any Mainers, send us an email, stevenandy at gmail.com, or send us any suggestions from Maine or any other state. Now, did he say Gmail, or did he say G-Main? <laughs> That's what G-Main, Gmail used to be called G-Main for a while. Exactly. And, and and so it's not just going to be, don't freak out, we're still going to do every once in a while on Stephen and Meet the USA, we're going to be talking about comic books, yeah. episodes of Batman at the same time, you don't have to, it's, it's, it's going to be eclectic, it's not only going to be about the states, but we're going to try to focus our energy on Maine first, and then forget about Maine, state number two. Exactly. Maine is the pine tree state. I love pine trees. Yeah. I love the scent. It's perfect. Well, that's, that, that's why we're starting with the yep. scent. <laughs> that's, that's the main I don't know what, what got us on Maine to start with, but that got us all excited. So, Steve and Andy Meet Batman is is on permanent hiatus for now, and it will be Steve and Andy Meet the USA. Get excited. I know I'm excited. Well, I know Bill Belichick's excited. Oh, I know. Do you know who's super excited? Miley Cyrus, because she loves parties in the USA. Yes. She does. I was going to say, I thought she was from Maine. Nah, she might be, she but she's the not. one that told us to do this because she was like, "What about some parties in the USA?" You're going to be partying in the USA exactly. on your Beats by Dre Beats slash by Jim, Beard. Jim Beard headphones. Stephen, Andy, meet the we USA. We haven't told Jim Beard about this yet. What do you think he's going to say? He's going to say, "What are cop out selling for these days, Andy?" <laughs> that is probably what he's going to say. Stephen, Andy, meet the USA coming soon to a podcast stream near you. Get excited. I know I'm very excited. For I you. am. I'm incredibly excited. All right, Andy, any closing words for the kind of final episode of Stephen, Andy, meet Batman? This has been almost 10 years. It's like <laughs> seven years since we started this. Well, I mean, sooner or later is going to have to happen. Yeah. I do like that we never finish a season of Batman. <laughs> 
the, okay, so the thing about Stephen Enemy Batman, it's it's very, it's much much easier to do comic books because you don't have to, uh, for every episode of Batman, we would both have to take a lot of notes. Yes. And for this, we don't have to take notes. We can just look at the look comic at, book. Yeah, so yeah. it's much much easier to do this. So expect more comic books this time around. Maybe all American comics, Captain America, something yeah, like something. that. Something yeah. American theme. Maybe not. We we make the rules, but. We're going to be partying in your brain very soon in the USA. Yes. Is that... <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll see, we will see you soon, citizens of America. The, the citizens. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag Drifting through the wind Wanting to start again Do you ever feel this so paper thin Like a house of cards Blow from cave and